You see, the church has always been filled with lots of people with good intentions. But good intentions aren't enough. And good intentions are not acceptable to the Lord. I hate to tell you that. Jesus didn't come to the world with good intentions. He came to give us hope, life, and a future. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sport product lines sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby is not asking for financial support. However, he does need your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights, relied on by emergency professionals across America. Learn more about Nebo Tools at OnTheBrightSide.org. Now it's time to buckle your seatbelt and get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. I'd like to talk to you today about commitment. Do you remember the old joke about the pig and the chicken who were walking by a church when a, where a potluck dinner was taking place? Getting caught up in the spirit of the event, the pig suggested to the chicken that they jump in and help out. Great idea, said the chicken. Let's offer them some ham and eggs. Wait a minute, not so fast, said the pig. For you, that's just a contribution, but for me, that's a total commitment. So these days, there's a phrase out there that we all know that indicates total commitment, and that phrase is going all in. I'm going all in. How many know what I'm talking about? Now, I wasn't going to ask you how you all know this phrase, but okay, you know it because at some point you have watched one of those many shows on professional poker players on television, and whenever a poker player risks everything he has in one hand, it's called going all in which is exactly what the pig would be doing if he went along with the chicken's plan. So I'm going to give you something to think about by asking you that question in regard to your Christian walk with the Lord today and in your involvement with the church. The question is, are you all in? Now, I'm not questioning anyone's commitment But I know it's a good thing when I question my own level of commitment. So the question really is a personal one. Am I all in? Now, when I ask the question, are you all in, it's with the knowledge that the Word provides that being all in is the only way God meant for His kingdom to be advanced because Jesus went all in where you and I were concerned. He was totally committed to His mission. He said he would bring life and healing, and he did. He said he would suffer, and he did. He said he would die for our sins, and he did. 
And he said he would rise again and sit at the Father's right hand, and he will prepare a place for us. And he has. Jesus was definitely and is definitely all in and still is today. Now, in my job as a leader in our family business, I'm responsible for asking the big what-if questions, like what if we invested in that equipment or that technology? What if we hired that person? What if we got behind that product? What result could we expect if we made a commitment to this idea or that one? And it's by asking these questions that we begin to form a conscious business plan for our future. So I want to ask you another question. What if all of us were all in? Can you imagine the power of a unified, single-minded, multi-talented group of spirit-filled believers all banded together? Engaged in ministry, even in just this community? You see, the church has always been filled with lots of people with good intentions. But good intentions aren't enough. And good intentions are not acceptable to the Lord. I hate to tell you that. Jesus didn't come to the world with good intentions. He came to give us hope, life, and a future. And his actions validated his every word. The word says, As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. Now, we understand that our good deeds in themselves carried no promise of hope and eternity. But knowing that, we also know that the smallest deed is greater than the greatest intention. What if all of us were all in, working, active in the kingdom of God? Can I ask you something today? Are you all in? Are you all in the pursuit of Jesus Christ and his pursuit for your life? If you're not, if you're holding back for some reason, you're depriving yourself of the greatest joy of seeing what will happen if you did decide to go all in. That's what I want you to think about. It's how it would change your life if you were all in for the cause of Jesus Christ. Because there's no substitute for joining forces with the whole family of God and advancing the kingdom of God. What does the church look like to you? Are you on the outside looking in or on the inside looking out? Stay tuned to learn how to be inside as an active and useful part of the body of Christ. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Over 900,000 moms per year choose to abort their baby, and 85% of them are single moms. It's hard to choose life when you're feeling alone, but Embrace Grace has a goal to change that. Embrace Grace equips and empowers churches to start support groups around the nation and the world to walk alongside moms with unintended pregnancies. With over 400 support groups in churches around the nation, lives are being saved. 
Partner financially with Embrace Grace today. For just $25 per month, your gift can help train leaders of a church to find moms that need help. For $100 per month, your gift can help reach and inspire more churches to start a group. And for $250 per month, your gift can launch a group at a church. Together, we can help her be brave and ensure that no single mom walks alone. Go to EmbraceGrace.com for more information on how you can partner with Embrace Grace to save them both. EmbraceGrace.com And now, back to On the Bright Side, as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. But I have a question for you today. Here it is. What does church look like to you? (laughs) He's got the right answer already, but there's more to my message here. Now, that may sound like a strange question. What does church look like to you? But the reason I'm asking is because Pastor Dan challenged us recently to become what he calls reachers. Do you remember that message? Well, it was a great message and one that I believe that if we take to heart can raise our fellowship to a new level of engaging and embracing our community and even our world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. But I also know that if we are to become reachers, we have to come to grips with what the church of Jesus Christ really is and what it was intended to be. So I ask you today, what does church look like to you? Because the way I see it, there are three kinds of people in the world. There are all those people out there. They're lost. They're unsaved. They have other beliefs or they have no beliefs. They are on the outside looking in. They are certainly not the church. Then you have the people who come to church and are believers but they generally just come on Sunday and they're looking to be fed the Word in small doses. Now, most of us, if we're honest, have been in this group at some point in our life. But I don't know how to say this other than to just say it. That group is not really the church either. I'm not questioning their salvation or their membership. I'm saying that many people just don't take advantage of all the benefits of God's church. Even though they see church from in here, they are still on the outside looking in. Then you have the people who are fully integrated into the fellowship, the prayers, the sharers, the givers, the workers, the planners, the leaders, the teachers, the helpers. And that's the church. That's who is looking from the inside out. You see, you can't be a reacher until you're a part of the church because you aren't in a position to reach out until you're on the inside. Let me tell you what the first church looked like by giving you just a short example of what it was like to be there. Jesus was the head of the first church, and the rest of his church were those 12 disciples. And if you just read the 5th through 8th chapters of Matthew, just those three chapters, you will see that there was at least seven instances of having church. 
In what was just a span of a few days, Jesus held a meeting with a multitude of followers, and he preached a long sermon. Then he had a meeting with one man who had leprosy. He preached a 22nd sermon on faith when he encountered a soldier. Then another meeting took place at Peter's house, another one by the Sea of Galilee. He had one in a boat, and he had one with two guys, some demons, and a herd of pigs. And all of that was no doubt between Sundays. What do you think that church looked like? Well, to me, it would have looked exciting. The 12 disciples made up Jesus' church fellowship. Do you know what they had in common with you and me and what church should look like to us? It's pretty simple. They were living with Jesus. That church experienced the reality of living a moment by moment. 24 hour a day, 7 days a week. Amazing life with Jesus Christ. And you know something? That church was the training ground for all churches that were to come after Jesus was busy doing the Father's work. He wasn't wasting any time doing it. He was reaching out to a hurting world. And that's what the church is supposed to look like to us today. A bunch of people living with Jesus. The Word says, Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. What does church look like to you today? Are you on the outside looking in? Or are you on the inside looking out? Jesus wants everyone. Jesus wants everyone, and especially you, on the inside as an active part of the body of Christ. My desire today is to challenge you and to encourage you. Take that step of faith to become an insider in God's church. Don't sit on the sidelines. Don't be an observer. Being a server is where the joy of living for Christ comes from. It doesn't matter if you're young or old. You can be an important part of the body of Christ. And you can help us become a church full of reachers for the glory of God. Do you pray about that today? If you do, I promise you, something really good will happen. In Jesus' name. Where would we be without God's forgiveness? Coming up next, learn how important it is to give forgiveness to someone who has hurt you. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on The Bright Side. We'll return after these messages from our sponsor. 
Sometimes you discover something that's so ultra cool and handy that it just screams, you need this. Meet the Nebo Tool Slim. This is a thin, ergonomic, rechargeable pocket light that puts out 500 lumens of intense bright light. This isn't like any flashlight you've ever seen, and it's shaped like your cell phone. A task light and flashlight, the Slim fits, hangs, or sits just about anywhere. Fully dimmable with power memory recall. The ultra cool Slim pocket light features a pocket clip, collapsible hanging hook, and powerful magnet base for convenient hands-free lighting. This light will prove so handy that you don't want to go anywhere without it. The Slim, just one of the many reasons why Nebo is the leader in lighting innovation. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side. How many of you are thankful for the saving grace of God that forgave you of your sins? I know I am, and I'm sure that you are. It's an easy question to answer where we would be without God's Forgiveness, we would be nowhere. We'd be lost. So I want to talk about forgiveness for just a moment, but not the receiving kind. I want to talk about how important it is to give forgiveness. You see, we've all done wrong. And we've all been wronged. But most of us are better at asking forgiveness for what we've done wrong than forgiving those who have wronged us. Many believe that we don't have to consider forgiving until someone who's done us wrong comes up to us and asks for it. But forgiveness should start with us. And it's important for us to move past anger and bitterness in our life. And believe it or not, some of us don't even know how to forgive. And for many of us, it's very difficult to forgive. But you know, I believe the Word shows us that we have to forgive. That it's not an option not to forgive. I discovered something this week. I, I went to the Word to read the Lord's Prayer. And that's the prayer that we say together here each and every Sunday. And what is referred to as the Lord's Prayer is found in two places. Once in the book of Matthew, and then again in Luke. And what was going on is the Lord was teaching the people the right way to pray. And in the Lord's Prayer... We are to pray that God forgive us our sins. And sometimes it says, it translates as trespasses. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those that sin against us. And what I discovered is that in Matthew, at the end of the prayer, the very next verse says this. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But, it goes on, if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. And to be honest with you, in the Bible I was reading, you can't even tell if the Lord's Prayer was meant to end without including this verse. So the Lord Himself thought that our need to forgive others is so important to have a relationship with him that he repeated it and he re-emphasized it when he taught us how to pray. So we have to forgive. And here are a few things to remember about forgiveness. The first thing is forgiveness is a choice. It's not an emotion. It's an act of our will. It takes faith to forgive. Because your heart and mind doesn't feel like it. 
If you're hurt and holding on to anger and resentment towards someone, you're already suffering the consequences of your unforgiveness. And those around you can tell it. When you forgive by faith, out of obedience to the Lord, that's when you begin the journey of God supernaturally changing your heart. And the next thing is that one of the greatest misconceptions about forgiveness is the belief that forgiving the offender means you condone the offense. When we forgive, we let the person off the hook. But we don't condone their wrongful act. And in fact, forgiving someone doesn't mean that you necessarily have to reconcile with them. Because forgiveness is a very personal matter. It's about finding peace over a person and their actions. It's about making a choice and letting it go. I love this old saying. It goes like this. It says, there is no revenge so complete as forgiveness. You may have to think about that a second. There is no revenge so complete as forgiveness. And finally, we have to remember that forgiveness is a miracle. We know this because our hope, our salvation, our future is based on what Christ did to forgive us. So when we forgive and we demonstrate a characteristic of Christ that we could never do all by ourselves. You see, forgiveness isn't just writing off a wrong as if it was no big deal or, if it, or like it just didn't matter. Forgiveness says, yes, it was wrong and yes, it didn't matter and yes, it did hurt, but I release it in Jesus' name. And that's when the miracle of forgiveness happens. And that's when healing starts to begin in your life. The Word says that Christ comes to heal and restore the brokenhearted. So whatever you have that's holding you back, whatever someone's done to you that you can't get past, it starts with making the choice to forgive. It's not hard once you take that first step, and you can do it. And you need to remember this. You'll never forgive anyone as much as God has forgiven you. You might ask, how can I know for sure that I really forgive someone? You'll know the same way you knew when God forgave you. You'll be free from the hurt and the pain and the bitterness that your unforgiveness had you bound in. We have to forgive. And I know there is freedom for you today if you're struggling in that area of your life. I love this saying too about forgiveness, and I think it's Corey Ten Boom who gets the credit for it. She said this, Forgiveness is setting a prisoner free and then realizing the prisoner was you. Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. Bobby is not asking for financial support. However, he does need your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. 
Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play, let Nebo light your way. Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197.